and a big, huge welcome to East Bay Calvary this morning. So glad you're with us. This morning is going to be a little different conversation than what we normally have. And um, since it's a different Sunday, that means it's totally normal for us. Amen? Yeah, I hear you. So um, what we are going to do is do a little bit of celebrating. We're going to look back on what God's done over the last year, and then we're going to look forward on some priorities for us over the next number of months. After today, though, beginning next Sunday, we have a brand new Sunday discussion for us. It's from the book of James, and it's called Faith Works. There it is, our new study from the book of James, and truthfully, I cannot wait. This is going to be a great discussion together, and it's going to take us all the way up into our winter months where we'll take a break for Christmas, and then we'll finish it up at the beginning of 2019 together. So, um... Get on board, here we go, through one of the most practical studies you're going to hear, how faith works wherever you are. So you ready to celebrate? Wow, you are into this this morning. Woo, I can just feel the energy. It's just amazing, people. Why are you so tired? There's something different about Michigan people. Did you know this yet? So my wife and I did a, um, a yard sale yesterday, which is why some of the Bob the tomato look is going on for me this morning. And we did this yard sale, and um, in New York, when we would do a yard sale, you publish the time, it's 8.30 when it starts. People come around 7.15, you know what I'm saying? And like the first two hours, they are piranhas. It just whoosh, and they go through and they wipe you know, so much out, and then you have nothing. Just a person every hour or two, you know, for the rest of the day. Well, we went till three o'clock. Let me tell you, we had a we had a number of people come around 8 o'clock, and they hit it with us. And at 8.30, it was dead. And I'm like, Lisa, we are going to get stuck with all this junk. <laughs> and then wouldn't you know it, about 10 o'clock, it starts picking up. And 11, there's more. 12, there's more. Let me tell you, by 3 o'clock, it was mobbed, and we went until 4. Uh, you know, figure it out. And so... You know, did they just start waking up around noon or one? Or, I'm, I'm wondering. I think you do the same thing every Sunday. <laughs> Anyways, we are going to celebrate whether you like it or not. We've had a number of wins over the past year. And it is very right to take a moment and celebrate every win that we can together. When God shows up and he does something great, We need to recognize it and give him the glory for it. Isn't that true? It is so true. So um, everyone celebrates wins. Maybe today the Lions will celebrate a win. (laughs) A lot of people laughed at that, you know. Um, It's it's funny, in my home, even our boys, they just celebrate the littlest things. My my little buddy Bryson, he'll, he'll go through and he'll throw a paper airplane, and it does something. He's like, Dad, you'll never believe it. And then he gives me the slow-mo. It was like this. And he shows it. And then it went right over my fingers like this. You know, he goes through the slow-mo just to celebrate how it all went down and and to replay it. And, And we celebrate wins over and over and over. It's so cool to be able to replay God's goodness to us. One of the best replays I've ever seen in my life popped up on uh, Facebook over the past number of weeks. And it's this border collie named Kirk. 
Now, it's a, it's a female border collie named Kirk, and, and yeah, guess who it's named after? Captain Kirk of Star Trek. And, and I'm convinced Star Trek people have, they've got problems. They really do. But this border collie competed in the 2017 Purina Pro Challenge and won, had the best time. And here's the coolest thing. They shot a video of Kirk watching herself compete on TV. You've got to see this. You got a minute? Of course you do. Go ahead and play it. You've got to see this. It's so cool. Play it. Border colleague Kirk, named after Captain Kirk, the brave commander of the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> All right, you want to take command of this course. Pressure is on with that fast time just set by Cisco and Keith. Now you may be wondering, why is this border colleague in small dog? Well, Kirk stands 17 inches at the Withers, which is in small dog category. So small size, but all the fast skills, focus, and determination of the hurdy breed. All of the dogs so far in this small dog agility competition second round have no faults, and it looks like another clean run. Isn't that cool? Well, if a dog can celebrate her win, I think we can celebrate our wins together. And so let's just take a moment, and we're going to look back. We are going to celebrate together, and then I want us to look forward to see what God wants for us as we continue to make more and better disciples. So go ahead, if you would, and um, like I said, it's a different discussion for us this morning, but we do have some spots for you to write things down. Um, right there on your uh, discussion folder, and I need to tie my shoe. That I don't know that I would get workman's comp if I got injured during a message, so let me just tie that and make sure we are good. Hey, let's look back together and celebrate what has happened over the last year. And I know we've talked about this, but we need, we need to noise it again and really think about the magnitude of it. When this summer ended, and you know what happens near Traverse City during the summer, we went ahead and we chronicled what God had done over the last year in regards to our attendance. And, and you know, our mission here at East Bay Calvary is it's two things. Number one is what? It's more. And number two is it's more and better is what it is. Not just more, because that's not the ultimate goal, but then not just better, it's more and better. And I really believe that's God's desire for the church from the Great Commission in Matthew 28. And so when we look at this year, we have, folks, 97 more people attending right now than what was last summer. That's a growth rate of nearly 24%. How would you like your retirement portfolio to grow by 24% a year, amen? But let me just ask you, is there anything better than God's kingdom growing like that? 
This is the best investment we could ever make in our entire lives. And God has been so generous with us. Now, some people get down on numbers. Oh, all they care about is numbers. Well, let me, let me just mention what we like to say around here. Numbers matter to us. Because each number represents a person. And people are important to God. And what is important to God is important to us. And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot hold it back. And so numbers are important to us because each single digit is, is a person. It's, it's us. It's who God is calling into his kingdom. And so we celebrate that together. Here's another thing to celebrate. That's the more. He's giving us more. Last year, here's the better. Last year, we had 13 small groups at East Bay Calvary. This year, we are starting out with 20 Starting out with 20. And I really believe by our time together, when we're finished with small groups by the end of this coming year, and uh, and look back and reflect, we very well may double our small group ministry. And this is where better happens. Uh, The goal of small groups is ABC. So listen to these. The goal of small groups... um, is A, apply God's word. And, and when people get into a small group, they're not, they're not going to be studying new things. They're not doing an additional Bible study. Group isn't there necessarily to learn something new. It's there to say, what did we learn? And specifically, what did we learn on Sunday? And how are we going to work it out in our lives during the week? That's what group is there for. And so it's A, apply God's word. B, build relationships. Build relationships. You know, as much as it's fun to get together in a big group like this, here's the reality. We don't necessarily build relationships when we're surrounded by 500 other people. So we really believe that relational growth happens better in circles than in rows. And so when we get together in circles and when we build into each other's lives and we, when we talk about what's going on, that's when we build relationships. And then here's, here's letter C. Letter C. C stands for care for each other. When someone's in the hospital, the group steps up and visits. When someone just had a baby, the group steps up. When there's marital troubles, man, the group pulls in and prays and loves on these people. When there's a job loss, whatever it may be, your group exists to provide the love, prayer, support, visits, the practical necessities of life that each other needs. Most, is, most churches um, stop at ABC, apply, build, and care. I like to do D and E. Here's D and E. D, do cool stuff together. That's my D. I love, I love that, do cool stuff together. My group went to the Coast Guard hangar together for a personal tour. When the Blue Angels were here. I know, be jealous. It was so cool. Our group went to the movies together. Um, We had a Christmas party and exchanged white elephant gifts. Uh, We had an Easter party and made empty tomb rolls and and these uh, really cool empty tomb pottery things. And we're planning a new social for October. It's called Puppies and a Movie. Yeah, don't ask. Don't ask. It's really different. 
So that's the D, do cool stuff together. And then the E stands for eat food. Eat food together. And every group does that. A, B, C, D, E. That's what small groups do together. Gang, we're, we're, doing, we're getting more and we're building better. I want to give you two other things. Um, we experimented with a 1030 kids program in April that had over 110 kids that came to this on Sundays during this very hour. Now, no program launch is perfect, and our more fixed launch is coming later in October for our 1030 kids ministry and our new launch name for this 1030 kids ministry is Coastal Kids. Coastal Kids. Now, some people say, why Coastal Kids? I'm going to give you an answer. Michigan, did you know this? Michigan has more coastline than every other state in the United States of America except for Alaska. We have more freshwater coast than any other state in the United States of America. Did you realize that? You know we're shaped like a mitten? I don't even know which way I'm, whatever way. Okay, it's one of those. We're shaped like a mitten. And you know why? Because there's water that goes all the way up around us. And you realize we're called, so many different things we're called, the North Coast or the Third Coast. Um the Fresh Coast, but we, we didn't think it would be good to name our kids' ministry the Fresh Kids. So um, we, we are one of the most coastal states in the nation, and with the Leelanau Peninsula and then the Old Mission Peninsula, our region of Michigan has more coastline than any other region of Michigan. It's just amazing. And so we are going to launch out on this, and it gives us so many different things for our motif, but we are so excited for what God is going to be doing with us, and it's, it's a real celebration point because, you know what, this is the first time we've, we've launched out to invest this kind of money in a ministry specifically designed for an age group, and I really applaud your faith and your enthusiasm with that. And here's number four. God has been bringing people to trust in Jesus and lives are changing. And if that was a clap, I'm going to follow up with it because that is so true. I want to introduce to you a couple that you need to know. And I'm going to ask them to come on up right now. Matt and Carissa, come on up for a moment. Uh, this is Matt and Carissa Town. I'm going to move this stuff out of the way for us. Come on up, you two. Matt and Carissa were standing almost at this very spot eight days ago. They are the newliest newlyweds in our entire church. There's a few more people today, aren't there? <laughs> They're not going to be talking as much today because truthfully, you folks are terrifying, aren't they? It's, it's not always easy to be up here. And um, <clears throat> I just want to, I want to just give you a little bit of their story so we can celebrate together. Married eight days ago and things are still going okay, right? 
Okay, excellent. Well, you know what happened? <clears throat> a number of months ago, they said, um, you know, we need to find a church. And Matt and Chris had come from a Catholic background. They both um, had a lot of exposure and experience in the Catholic church. And so they have a lot of respect for ministry and for church. And even though there was a period of time when they had um, stepped away from, from church ministry, they knew in getting married, they, they wanted to do something that said something about God in their union. They, they wanted to show that things were different and that they wanted to honor God in their marriage and in their wedding. And so here, here we are. They, they decided, let's try this. Why did you think of East Bay Calvary? What, what came up with, um, with this? You remember? Um, and then we came here for mass to, I guess, check it out. To check it out, okay. Mm -hmm. So um, they were looking around. They wanted to see maybe some venues for where to have your wedding kind of a thing. And, and then we ended up falling in love with, like, the music and the atmosphere. So then we have been here every Sunday since, which is awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. So, so you guys, they came by, and uh, they had no idea what it would be like, and they stepped in, and um, all of a sudden, and we talked about this in my office, they're like, they're playing music that we connect with, you know? And um, this is when we were talking about the new kids' ministry and what we wanted to invest in in that, and, and they have uh, Zayden is five, yeah. is that right? And so they have a five-year-old Zayden, and they're like, this is exactly what we would want to get Zayden involved in. And then um, you've, you've heard the messages all along, and you're like, we understand this stuff. And you guys even talk about it on the way home. And you're like, that crazy guy up front even dresses like us. <laughs> you're like, why is he wearing skinny jeans and he's not skinny? <laughs> you know? And I remember chatting about all this, and, and, and here's the words they said. It was like this church was made for them. That's what, that's what they told me. I'm like, that is so cool. So here's the even cooler part. So they came into my office because I do a pre-interview for anyone who wants to get married. I'll never forget it. And I, I asked them all kinds of questions. Like, you sure you love each other? We go through all those kinds of things. And then we came down to the end, and I asked, why do you want to get married in church? They said they want to honor God. And so I asked a couple crazy questions. I said, if you were to die today, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? And guess what? They both said, we're not sure. And then we talked, um, we talked about it. And by the time these two left my office that day, we all had a little prayer time together. And we affirmed the reality in our hearts that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin. And we believe in it 100%. Yeah. And, uh, and their lives are changing. I mean, there's no one perfect, but their lives are changing. Things are happening. This morning was their first time in a small group ministry. Yeah, that must be someone from our group right there. And we had a great, we shared, uh, we shared marriage advice, all the best advice you could ever imagine, right? Yeah. 
And, uh, and this morning was Zayden's first morning down in the kids' stuff. And he just walked right in, didn't even turn around and looked at you. He just walked right in the room, and, and he was done with you pretty much. Yeah. yeah. This is why we do what we do. This is why we flex. Um, and I'm given the best part of my life because this is the best thing you could ever invest your life in, is to see people love Jesus Christ. So I told him, uh, today we'll warm you up by getting up here and we'll just talk about what God's doing. Next time is a duet, right? <laughs> God bless you guys. Hey, brother. Yeah, God bless you. Thank you. I have to. And there's so many other things we could celebrate. We could celebrate giving and how God is blessing us. We could celebrate missions trips and graduates and habits broken and marriages healed. And God is doing more than what we could ever imagine. And we collectively thank him. And, and that's why we have to look back because sometimes it can be tough. We've got to look back. We've got to celebrate and see the things that God is doing and how about our look forward? <clears throat> what are we looking forward to? And I don't want to focus on a program. I, I want to focus on priorities. And so I want to give you four priorities, and then we're going to finish up this morning. And, um, and I really believe if we can resonate with these and capture these and hold them in our heart, things will continue here at East Bay Calvary to honor God in a dynamic way. So you got your study guide. Let's, um, let's deal with this together and work through it together. Number one, looking forward, I want us to think about four priorities. The very first one is be missional. Be missional. And I'm going to give you a bunch of thoughts and write down whatever resonates with your heart. Some think that a church is missional if it gives a lot to missions. And let me tell you, I'm grateful for our ministry and what we give to missions. I think that is worthy, admirable, and something that we need to do. Some think a church is missional if it does a lot of missions trips. And let me tell you, our church does a lot of missions trips. We do substantive trips. And I'm thankful for all those let me tell you, I really believe the height of missional is when all of us live on mission every day. Our mission here at East Bay Calvary is more and better disciples. And, and Jesus said in Matthew 28, as you are going, make disciples. And I believe wholeheartedly God's design for the church it's not so much that missions is a special event. Now, that doesn't mean it can't be. And we should have special events of missions. We should support people abroad. We should be having groups from our ministry go out and get a taste for cross-cultural ministry and helping the global kingdom of God. All that is good. But I believe a church is truly missional when all of us, and, and that excludes nobody here, 
when all of us do the mission of God every day at work, it's a mission field. At home, sometimes. School, it's a huge mission field. With your neighbor, that's a real mission field. At the store, it's a mission field. And so everywhere we go, we want people to see that God does change lives, to see that we are different, to handle our situations differently. We want people to be positively predisposed to understanding that God really transforms lives. And then somewhere along the line, we go personal with them. We've talked about Pi Square where you pray for, invest in, and invite someone. And I believe missional ministries is when all of us are involved in mission. I also believe missional ministries is when we realize that everything we do affects mission. Now, let me tell you, when you came in here, you walked past a number of things you would never have thought were missional, and they are. Did you see how nice our lawn looked today? It looked awesome. And you know what? That's a missional thing. And, and some of you, how does that help us accomplish our mission? Well, you know what? If it looked like it needed to be bailed instead of mowed, that has an impact on how people view our ministry. You see our greeters that are out front and they open up a door and you think, how does that affect missions? How does that help us be missional? You know what? It's important for people to feel loved and, and, and that we want them here. We're being intentional about that. You know, and, and this even goes with nursery. Someone walks in there and, and how we present ourselves. It even goes in, you walk into a restroom and the fact that it is clean. And, and, and all of everything is in there that you need. You know, th that's important. Everything we do impacts the mission of God. And, and missional churches are people that do the mission every day. And where we see how what we do, no matter what it is, impacts the mission of God for us. None of these things sound extremely missional by themselves. However, it's why they are done that matters. That's number one, be missional. Here's number two, be relational. Be relational. Be missional, be relational. Some believe, there's nothing wrong with this, some believe a sign of a good church is a friendly church. And it certainly is important that we're friendly. I believe more than ever that people aren't merely looking for a friendly church can you hear this? People aren't looking merely for a friendly church. They're looking for a friend. There's a difference. Tim Keller said this. There is no way you will be able to grow spiritually apart from a deep involvement in a community of other believers. There's no way... To grow spiritually apart from a deep involvement in a community of other believers. And, and it's true. Now, my experience in ministry over many years, many people want superficial. They feel comfortable with superficial. You know the old, hi, how was your day? Oh, good. Hi, how, and how was yours? Good. And that seems to be the answer. It's just, it's so thin, so shallow. And you realize how 
disposed we are to that? Hi, how was your day? Good. How was your day? Good. I remember one time I went in the doctor's office. I was so sick. I had strep throat. I could barely talk. I had fevers. I, I was shaking. And I remember sitting there at the table, and I was just shaking. I felt so horrible. And the doctor walked in. He says, hi, how are you? I go, good. I'm like, really? It just seems it doesn't matter how you're doing. You realize how uncomfortable we would get if people really told the truth of how they were? You know, hi, how are you doing? I'm doing terrible and I need help. Good. You know, they just, I don't know how to deal with that. You know, how do you deal with that? Our people, our culture is so conditioned with being superficial. When we were talking about this inner staff this week, PR came out with, um, he saw some commercials for a show up and coming, and I don't even think that we necessarily endorse the show. But there is a situation where there are a bunch of friends, and this is how the commercial goes, there's a bunch of friends, and, and there they all are together having a great time and laughing and goofing around. And then wouldn't you know, at one point in time, one of the friends commits suicide. And there are four people left. And it just kept going back and forth between these people. I, I never saw it coming. I, I had no idea that anything was going on. And I remember um, I, I watched the trailer and this one person just screams out. And he's like, to his other buddies, we don't talk anymore. We don't discuss things anymore we don't open up anymore it's just all at this level and no one discusses what's going on inside and if we had of maybe this could have been stopped so from that i've come up with this phrase it's genius well <laughs> oh my people here it is superficial isn't super that's good isn't it yes it is isn't it say it with me superficial isn't it's not what does it do what does it accomplish except to help us stay shallow with our needs unmet, and with other people still hurting. But somehow we give off this, everything's fine when it's not. Here's a few things I want you to think about to bust superficiality. Number one, this is probably going to be the toughest one for you. I'm going to ask you to arrive 15 to 20 minutes early. That does not mean 15 to 20 minutes from the time you normally arrive, which is 15 to 20 minutes late. I'm talking 15 to 20 minutes before the service starts, and here's why. Can you imagine if you came 15 to 20 minutes early and you made yourself available to God? to be used however he would want. Think about it. It's missional. 
Come early, make yourself available to God. Here's number two. Don't go to your seat and wait for the service to start. This is awesome. Don't go to your seat and wait for the service to start. The service has already started. And you're the service. Think about it. I walk in, I'm early. Wow, there's other people here at this time. And you automatically start to think, who does God want me to connect with? Here's number three. Look for a new or disoriented face. Just start looking around. Who's coming in? And they're like, I don't know exactly where to go. And you just jump right in, put your hand out, say, hey, we're so glad you're here. And and I know you say, hey, we have greeters. You know what? There's never enough. And sometimes people love to see those where it's not their job to greet. But you're just like a normal person and you go up and you love on them anyway. It's your ministry. And so I would say with that, look for a new or disoriented face. Here's number four. Learn names and introduce people to other people. So here you can get connected with someone. You can be talking with them. You get their name, and then you look across the row, and there's someone else from church say, hey, get on over here. You need to meet so-and-so and start connecting people together. Learn names and invite others to introduce them to. Here's number five. This is important. Laugh. Laugh. Enjoy church. Number six, create energy by participating. Create energy by participating. You realize the impact you can have on others by participating in what we're doing here, even with the, even with the music. You can create energy with the people around you by singing and by engaging. But imagine if you are in the worship service and everyone's singing and there's a guest by you and you're doing this. Imagine the impact. You might say, well, pastor, I'm not a good singer. And the people sitting in front of you say, amen to that. Here's my advice. Fake it. Lip sync. You don't have to sing with this as much as you need to sing with this. And you can still worship God even if you don't have an awesome voice because it comes from here. And you can have an awesome voice and not really worship God. And I would say think about the impact of your physical presence on the people around you as you listen to the message as you sing the songs as you watch the videos imagine the impact on those around you create energy by participating here's number seven remember what it's like being the new guy on the block it's scary especially to walk into a room with 500 people and you're like what is happening and Where do I go? And you know what? One of the best things you could do if you see someone walking around as they're coming down the aisle, just say, hey, we got a seat for you. Come on in here. You don't need to know them. There's a person who's who's come here to our church for two years, and she mentioned one of the best things that happened to her. She came in. She started walking down this middle aisle. She had been here for a little while. She really wasn't connected well with people. And someone said to her, Hey, come on over here. We saved a seat for you. And she didn't even know who they were. 
And she's like, great. And she goes over there and sits down. They introduce themselves. And now they're buds. And imagine us doing that. For every new or disoriented face, we say, come on over here. I say the seat for you. Be by me. Studies show people will put up with some things if they have friends present. And then here's number eight. Pull them into a group of friends. It's not enough that they just are in this room. They need friends. And that's when I say, you know what, get in a small group. And if you find someone who's not, and you meet them, you say, you know what, we want you. We want you in our group. We would love for that to happen and just snag them and pull them right on in. They need friends. They need relationship. They need connection. That's number two, be relational. Number one, be missional. Number two, be relational. Here's number three. We're going to go faster on three and four because I made a promise to myself. I will let you out on time today for the first time in my ministry here at East Bay Calvary Church. Here's number three, be worshipful. Be worshipful. Some think a great church is one with great worship songs and excellent music. And you know what? Praise God, we do have that. We've got an excellent group of musicians and singers, and I, I'm so thankful for the time that they put in to making Sunday excellent. Some think a great church is one when people worship and sing loud, and I enjoy that as well, to hear everyone involved and participating. Those are great things. But I believe a great church is one that is filled with worshipers. It's filled with worshipers, and, and, and here's, the, here's the thought I have on that from Romans chapter 12. And in verse 1, Paul says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And in here, the apostle's saying, you know what? As worshipers, our sacrifice to God isn't merely our singing. It's not how well we can sing or how loud we can sing or how excellent the song choices are. Our worship to God, our sacrifice, from Romans 12:1, is us. Like, God, you know what? You don't want just my song or my voice. You want me. Here you go. And that means our worship isn't just on Sunday morning. Check. Done. And we're out the door. It's not merely in a small group. Our worship, gang, we bring it with us when we come here. And we take it with us when we leave. And it is all week long that people see I don't just worship God. I am a worshiper. Like, my sacrifice to him is myself. I want him to know that I adore and love him all week long. He ultimately, more than songs and more than music and more than attendance, he wants worshipers, people that are in awe of him all week long. And here's number four, and with this we'll finish up. Be flexible. Be flexible. Some think a great church is one that does things just the way they like it. Finally, I found a church that does everything I want. I believe a great church 
is one in which the people realize, and we've said this over and over and over, but people realize it's not about me. It's not about me. I saw this awesome thing once. Two friends were attending church. They got done with the service, and the one friend said to the other friend, you know, I didn't really like worship today. And the other friend said, well, that's okay. We weren't worshiping you anyway. (laughs) True. I just want to brag with God getting the credit that we have, I believe, one of the most flexible people oriented churches I've ever seen in my life. And let me tell you, one of the groups, yeah. One of the groups heading that up, and it's not the case across our nation, one of the groups heading up that flexibility are our seniors here. They are awesome. We have some of the best senior citizens in the state of Michigan, all residing in Traverse City, and they all come to East Bay Calvary Church. I know. Because you know this isn't the way that we all grew up with church. In fact, if you were like me, you grew up in a church that probably preached against most of what we do right now. And to see people flex, and they not only do it, they flex with a smile on their face and with a pat on my back and our other pastors' backs, I say, those are awesome, God-loving, mission-oriented people that are flexing for the sake of more and better disciples. And not only do they do that, I had a family come in here last week, and they walked through the doors, they sat over here, and they're from a ministry downstate, and that's why I said all the good seniors came up here and they go to our church. So they're in a church downstate, and they're like, our seniors don't put up with this. And they said, you want to know? I walked through the door, and they said, I was blown away at how many seniors you have serving all through here. He said, I was expecting, there's so many seniors, I was expecting to step through the door, and it would be like 60 or 70% senior citizens in here. And he says, I walked through the door, and he's like, wow. You have the most diverse congregation I've ever seen in my life. He says, I can't believe it. He says, I see your seniors here. I see them serving. He's like, how do you do it? I said, well, uh, I have no idea. I really don't. I'm like, they just do. I said, I really think it's because they want to see people come to Jesus. They want to see the faith pass to the next generation. And these people are whole hog into this thing. And so I just want to put out there, you know, number four, be flexible. And being flexible means be ready to give up things. Be ready to give up your seat. I know you've sat there for years, and if someone beats you to it because they really did come 15 to 20 minutes early, you might have to give that baby up. To give up your system, these are the modes and methods I love the most. To give up your preference, 
Man, I remember a woman in a previous ministry, this next one was the toughest, to give up her parking spot. She came so early to make sure no one took her spot. And I remember the day when it happened. My therapist just got me over that day. Like, really? To give up your parking spot. To give up your comfort. And some of that comfort means I step out of my comfort zone to impact other people. But to be flexible means I give up. And the reason why we give up is because it's not about me and because we need to make more and better disciples. I believe Philippians 1.6 is so true where God said, He who began a good work in you, that is Jesus Christ, will be faithful to carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. God is faithful. And he is involved in the ministry here of East Bay Calvary, and he is making this thing continue to go forward, and we give him all the credit. And I believe as we continue to focus in the future on being missional, on being relational, on being worshipful, on being flexible, we're just saying, God, just keep using us. We will be moldable in your hands. Do what you want. Make more and better. Because to you, God, all the credit, all the glory, all the power is to you. Amen? Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> Would you stand with me? I want us to pray together and think about dedicating our thoughts, our heart, our allegiance, just to continue to be the people God wants us to be for his glory. And Father, with my friends present this morning, we stop and say a huge thank you. God, you have been so generous. I just can't get over it of what you continue to do and since we can't explain it all, Lord, I, it means it's got to be you. And so, Lord, um, the glory to you. We build, billboard your goodness and your greatness to everyone around. Forgive us if we take any tinge of credit for anything that happens around here. And God, would you continue to work in the priorities of Jesus Christ into our heart. Help us, God, to be on mission every day, every moment. Help us to have eyes in our community and world. Help us, Lord, to be relational, to think beyond ourselves, and to remember superficial is not super. God, to be worshipful and to be flexible. And whatever you do, and however you bless, we promise all glory to you for blessing us beyond what anyone could ever imagine. And all of East Bay Calvary said, 